Welcome to JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store or our Steals and Deals in the App Store and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Hey, hey, we are on the air, Jordan. Hello, Dad. Hey, what's going on, son? <laughs> Smoking this sexy turtle. Show, show, you're, you're on screen now. Show them. What are you smoking? Psychedelic turtle. Ooh. I like to call it psycho turtle. Psycho turtle. Let me, let me see if I can show a little better image. All right, the first thing you guys are going to notice about this cigar is it's a chunk. It's very chunky. And what I mean by that is uh, it's not a small cigar. I mean, it's a short cigar. It's five inches, but it's a chunky cigar. Now, my big manly hands might make it look like a Corona, but it's really not. It's a big 56 ring gauge. We call this, Jordan, we call this a soft box turtle press. <laughs> soft it's a soft box turtle press, slightly box pressed, and... Well, you don't see too many turtles that are sharp pressed shells, you know? No, you don't. That's for sure. But um, this cigar, Jordan, this cigar loves the camera. It wants to be photographed. It needs to be it photographed. It just seems to be photographed. It begs to be photographed. By the way, before we talk too much about this, we have... Our buddies uh, Scott and Quinn here uh, in the studio audience. Scott from Trinity Cigars, the Mobile Cigar Lounge. Quinn, Colorado Cigar Aficionados guy, hanging out. Yeah, we love that. In fact, we're gonna have the Colorado Cigar Aficionados come back for our 200th episode, and Scott is gonna set up his mobile lounge in Ooh. front of Dojo Studios. We're gonna be partying. Slick. It's gonna be amazing. I'm not gonna say who the secret guest is gonna be. But uh, we'll have a secret guest show up, a uh, secret co-host show up for that episode, which should be a lot of fun. So, Jordan, let's talk Let's talk some turtle. You turtle. Know? Heroes in a half show. Exactly. Uh, next week, a week from today, this cigar will be available. So this is an exclusive cigar that we did with Espinosa Premium Cigars. So this was made at La Zona. Uh, one thing to note, this uh, Brazilian... Baiano. Baiano wrapper... Is essentially it's the same wrapper that's on the Laranja, and you know how good that is, right? The only difference at all is when you get a bunch of leaves, when you get a bunch of wrapper leaves, and you color sort them, uh, the ones that are extra orange looking go to the Laranja, and the ones that are less orange looking are on the turtle. So um, 
the, that just goes to show you what a fun cigar. This is our first Brazilian wrapped cigar that we've ever done. I'm going to cut this and light it and smoke it. Um, but Jordan, well, how would you describe to folks while I'm doing well, this about the uh, medium taste. strength? Uh, it might get medium plus by the end. Uh, same with the body. Uh, full flavor. Definitely caters towards the flavor, and it's it's uh, kind of a I like to think of it as like a umami kind of a flavor profile to it, kind of savory, uh, roasted chestnuts kind of stuff like that going on, nutmeg, um, but just tons of flavor going on start to finish. It's got a sharp kind of spice at the beginning, kind of mellows out, and by the end you might get some juicy sweetness. Now, when you say it's, and I agree with you on this too, but when you say it's Heavy on flavor, but not super strong. So what are you what are you saying when you say that? What do you mean? Well, it's just not gonna kick you in the face with nicotine, <clears throat> but it's got a lot of flavor. Right. It's just woo. It smokes like a chimney, uh, billowing smoke. Lots of smoke you'll get from this bad boy. Basically, perfect draw and tons of smoke. And that's the thing that we really wanted. Hector's Hector from. Uh, Espinosa did such a good job. He always does. But what we wanted with this was we just want a, as much flavor as you can pack into it. Whatever you do. I don't care about the strength. Just this time around, just all of the tobacco that you can think of to fill this cigar with that is flavorful. Like, don't mess around with any just, like, tobaccos that just burn. Just we want all everything that is flavorful packed into it. And so that's what Hector did and made it into this... Soft bet. Uh, the cool thing about the soft uh, turtle box press is that it doesn't feel like a 56 right. ring gauge per se. It feels more like a 54. Yeah. When you look at it, you'll probably say, oh, wow, that is that really a 56? Because that's normally that's a big you know, ring gauge. But um, it doesn't feel that way because of the soft box press. And so it fits nicely in your mouth and doesn't you know kill your jaw or anything like one of those typically big cigars but you have all this combustion going on because it's a bigger ring gauge so you get a lot of smoke with each drag so that's cool uh we already mentioned that it loves the camera so there'll be uh 400 uh bundles of these actually only 375 bundles available online because 25 will be uh sold at uh smoking in the carolinas which will be will be at next friday um, the event is actually set next Saturday, but this sale for this cigar goes on a Friday, a week from today, at noon Eastern, and we do it just like we always do, so you got to make sure you're on our mailing list to have first shot at this. I'm assuming, Jordan, that these are going to go pretty fast. Instant. They're going to go fast. Two minutes. So you don't want to jack around. Now, one other thing, and this is just a kind of a fun thing, is each bundle... And you might have saw online, each bundle, there's six different flavors. Not flavors, per se, but <laughs> they're, they're all the cigars are the same. Easy. But um, there's six different color bundles. You got to catch them all. And so if you order more than one, we're, we're hoping that... Now, it can't always happen because like if a certain color is gone, it's gone. There wasn't... There's not the exact same amount of all these. Ooh, some are a little more... Some are more limited. rare. I'm pretty sure that pink... Is a little more rare. I like the pink. You know, it's sort of like hot when collecting Hot Wheels when we you were a kid. I wanted to have you named know? each of the colors. You know, right? Like the uh, doesn't Dodge name all their original colors? Right. That's what we should have done. But there's some of these colors are more rare than others. 
I happen to know that by dealing with Eric Jr. on on all this packaging. So me and Eric Jr. came up with these colors, and uh, plum crazy. That this would be uh, we have a creamsicle orange. Creamsicle orange, okay. Um, plum crazy would be this purple one right here. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, but anyways, so that's kind of fun. Um, also, there's one secretive thing, Jordan. What? That a lot of people don't realize about the psychedelic turtle. Three, three of these bundles, three of the 400 bundles, and I don't even know, obviously, I don't know which ones they are, <laughs> but uh, the three random bundles have a handwritten note in there from Hector, and if you get that, one of those three, that's an invite to La Zona Palooza in November. We so consulted with some Oompa Loompas. So you can go, right, it's sort of like getting a ticket, it's like getting a golden ticket to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but you get to go to La Zona Palooza. Now Just that don't sell that ticket to uh, Mr. Oh, Slugsworth. That? Slugsworth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the um, that that does not include airfare lodging. It just includes the event, but it's a three-day event, and it's all the cigars you can smoke, all the drinks you can drink, all the food you can eat. So believe me, it's well worth worth it. But So three lucky people. Now here's the dilemma. Guys, the dilemma, Scott, Quinn, the dilemma is, let's say you buy six of these and you want to save some, right? Do you secretly open it just to make sure, <laughs> just, just, yeah, extra, to see if you got the golden ticket, right? You kind of have to open them. Uh, you kind of you almost have to open them, Sorry. smoke them. So anyways, oh, uh, these are $89.95, uh, but if you... Make sure that you pay attention, Dojo, because uh, on Friday when we send the email, there's going to be a coupon code. And if you use that coupon code, it'll save you 10%. So that takes eight uh, $8.95 off of the bundle. And so make sure that you're paying attention on Friday. I don't want people to say to me, oh, why didn't you tell me about the coupon code? We always get that. So please pay attention on Friday when this goes on sale, look for that coupon code and use it. We want you to use it because that's how we can reward Dojo community. We do these projects for you guys. I mean, that's the fun of it is this community doing the fun part. So we want to save you guys money so the people that aren't Dojo members, that aren't paying attention, they're going to have to pay full price. Suckers. Suckers. <laughs> you guys, Dojo Nation, Bob, Karen, all you guys. You're going to get the 10% off because you guys are going to be paying attention. I just know Eight it. bucks a stick? Get out of here. Come Eight on. bucks a stick, and it's a chunky stick. I mean, chunky stick. So, all right. So, uh, by the way, um, uh, so uh, we announced that today. It was a little late because, you know, Jordan, Jordan had a baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan had a baby, and we were wanted to announce that a little earlier in the week. And I'm very <laughs> tired. <laughs> But Jordan had a baby, uh, so congratulations to Jordan. She's super cute. Super Ophelia, a uh, new dojo member. She was Ophelia Ann six pounds three Thir ounces, thirteen, 13 ounces, ounces, nineteen and a half inches long. I'm I don't know if that's if, that, <laughs> if that's a good thing or not. Was that long? Was that short? <laughs> I don't know. She's cute. So <laughs> that that happened on Sunday, which sort of threw a monkey wrench into it. Into everything, because we had a hockey game that day. Got we forfeit one. We forfeit one. So get this, Jordan can't go. We're thinking about forfeiting the game. 
Like, we're going to forfeit the hockey game. Like, no, no, let's just show up. The other team forfeits. So it's perfect. <laughs> Where you're about ready to tell the guy and yeah. he just told like, you, hey, we're yeah. going to forfeit. So it's perfect. Uh, we ended up winning that game by forfeit. So, but anyways, Jordan had the baby. So we were thinking we were going to announce all of this on Monday or Tuesday to give you guys a little, you know, a couple weeks notice. But then the baby came. So, Deal hey, it. it is what it is. Deal It'll be it. fine. It's one week. It's one week from today, which is a very short notice. So I apologize slightly for that. But that's just the way life goes sometimes, right? You just, you know, babies babies come when they want to come. There's no... Which is uh, about a week early, so... So, yeah. Jeez. Anyways, I guess it's probably better because next week we'll be doing the sale. Right. And if, had she been born that week, it might have been tricky because we'd be trying to do the all the sale stuff. So, uh, me and Robbie will be down in North Carolina. Uh, we'll be at Primo Cigar Bar in Durham, North Carolina on a week from tonight. Hanging out with Eric Espinosa. So, if you're in the area, come by. Hang with us and Eric. I know there's a bunch of dojo people already planning on be there. And then Saturday is smoking in the Carolinas, so it's gonna be a fun week next week. Um, also on the show tonight, make sure you stay tuned in till the end because we will be giving away this box of Florida Crocier. Uh, this is the Selection Suprema number five sixties. If you followed the instructions on YouTube, you're entered. Uh, I did pre-qualify. I made, there is a lot of entries, but some of them didn't do all the steps. So I made sure I went through every single one to make sure that the entries that are in there did all the steps. And our guest is going to pick the winner at the end of the show. And let's bring him on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. One of the coolest, funniest guys in the industry and also the most informative guys in the industry, Cigar Coop. Coop, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, and congr congratulations to Jordan and Thank his you. Uh, family. And, of course, congratulations to you and another uh, grandchild. So that's wonderful news. Yeah, right? Another grand. That's three now. Uh, this is my third. The first girl. I got I got the boy. I wanted the boy in the first one, and then she wanted the girl in the second one. Just psh, bada bing. Good to go. <laughs> well, you know, there's a little bond. I don't know if the audience knows this. I think I've told you guys this, but, you know, you're firstborn. And my firstborn and Michael Jordan all share the same birthday. Whoa. And Jordan. You're, you're saying I share the same birthday as Michael Jordan? Yes. I didn't even know February that. 17th. February wow. 17th is your birthday. Well, and, I, and I picked the name Jordan, and I didn't even know that, Coop. If, wow. <laughs> Big basketball fan? I didn't even know that. <laughs> wow. And by the way, when, when we had Jordan and we picked the name Jordan, that was like in the height of the Michael Jordan era. I mean, he was like. This is what, 1988, right? So that's what I'm naming. Yeah, that's when, yeah, that was Air Jordan was really just starting to take off then. So your son was also born on the 17th of February? My, my, my daughter. My oh. daughter Kayla was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you name so her? My daughter's the oldest. Did you name her Pippin? <laughs> no. Ah, you should have named her <laughs> we Pippin. Did. Been no, Pippin. I didn't actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't take it. We'd have had that. We'd have had that Bulls championship team, you know. Like <laughs> we would have had it all set, right? Yeah, we'd exactly. have two thirds of that team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Coop, you are coming up on some fun stuff. Uh, tell folks, uh, Coop, your primetime show airs every Thursday night, and uh, you're coming up on what your hundredth episode. Right. Yeah. No, we're very excited about that. Episode one hundred will be on uh, June twentieth. So I know you guys will hit two hundred before we do, which is. Incredible milestone, by the way, 200. You think wait, about wait, it. Wait, when is your 100th? 100 will be June 20th. 
our we're doing <laughs> we're actually not doing our 200th episode until the 21st. Whoa! Oh, really? You, so you're not doing it next week from uh, not doing from North it, Carolina? Not doing it next week. Oh, oh, I was hoping I was gonna beat it to see it. And yeah, we're gonna take that week off. We're gonna still do some fun stuff. Maybe we'll do some live Facebook yeah, it's stuff. That's hard to do. Yeah. 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 But, and then we're gonna take the next week after that off, just because I need a a, a vacation in there. And then the 21st, so that's the day after you. Um, so that's back to back, back to back. That's going to be awesome. You're 100, then us 200. That's amazing. Uh, Coop, I can remember yeah. it wasn't that long ago when you started primetime. I can't believe you're already to 100 episodes. Catching up to us. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's been. Uh, you know. It's. 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 It's a lot of work. Uh, but it's been. It's probably the most fulfilling podcast I've done. And. Uh, you know, um, at all. You know, of course, the pro- we do special edition with Bear on two select Tuesdays. That's not every week, right? Um, and we just hit fifty with that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're actually gonna we. It kind of worked out that our IPCBR preview show is going to be episode one hundred. So if you really want to get deep into IPCBR that night, that's gonna be the night to tune in. Here's here's what I like about primetime, Coop. I like primetime because it seems like almost all the shows you've done in the past. Um, and they were great shows. You know, you had uh, the geek show, Cigar Geeks and all that. Yep. Uh, they were all yeah. great. But this show is just Coop. This is you. There's nobody else. It's Coop, and that's what I want to see. I want to see Coop when I tune in. Got to get my Coop fix. I got to get my Coop fix. I don't want to see anybody else but Coop and his guests. Well, we do have, we do have Aaron and Bear. And I, I got to say, these guys, they really do a lot of hard work for this show. And a lot of the concepts we've come up with are from these guys, too. So I really want to give these guys their due. I know. I'm but just I saying, you, you, you know, it's your show. It's the Coop show. There's no, you're the boss. It, you're the it, boss. Yeah. Well, there was a vision I had, you know, and it was, uh, you know, getting people to buy into the vision. But, yeah, you know, I wanted to do kind of more of an industry type show. Uh, and have a little fun along the way, too, at the same time. So I think well, we, we, we've been successful. We just moved to Facebook Live um, right. a couple weeks. Like, so we're, which has been, it, it's, I'm, I'm amazed the growth of the audience on Facebook, you know, because really it was just an, it's just an extra click you had to do, right, to watch the show. But that one less click right. has like quadrupled our audience. I oh, mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. So that's awesome. We so made that switch a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's, it's and we we, we noticed the same. Yeah, we noticed the same. Yeah, thing. It's a, it, yeah, and uh, people really like interacting on the Facebook. So we give them what they want there, and uh, you know we've been having a uh, we're using a, a technology called Zoom, and it's been excellent so far. Coop said he likes the way people interact on the Facebook, Jordan. Oh, jeez, the Facebook. Are you sure you're not on MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my I like my space, by the way. <laughs> Coop, oh, there we go. He's got the. He, there you go. He's got, he's got Jack's. Uh, I can't get over. Yeah. I can't get over the headset. Yeah. He's got Jack's visor going. <laughs> oh, it's still going. Yeah, baby. That's all I yeah. like to see. Coop, you I told Jack I'd wear it. To, yeah, I told him I'd wear it to the Alec Bradley booth, and I'll, I'll live up to that word. Do you remember when uh, J- we were in the heart of Nicaragua in the middle of the night when Jack ordered that on Amazon for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, I got home, and it was there. I'm like, how did I get to? Oh, I ordered it when I was still in Nicaragua. <laughs> so, Coop, we've been a lot of places together, and uh, over the years, we started in a similar, I think you started before us, but we've started in a similar time. Uh, uh, doing the blog and then the videos and whatnot. Give me a feel for the cigar industry now. How do you feel? Where are we at in the premium cigar industry? 
Give me a little bit of an update. I always like to say, like, if you were a doctor and the cigar industry came into your office as a patient, how would you give, you know, what sort of prognosis would you give it? Where are we at right now? Are we healthy? Are we sick? What's going on? Um, you know, I think we're kind of getting to a point in the cigar industry that reminds me when MTV hit television. Oh. And I'm seeing a lot of these MTV-type cigars come out right now. We're really, it's, it's less about brand building. It's more about marketing right now. And it's got me a little concerned right now. Okay. Um, I think FDA could certainly be driving this. I don't fault the creativity of, of some of these marketing projects. But, um, I mean, first of all, I'm not including stuff like the Dojo Cigars because these are community-type projects that have been really for the community all along. But, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, you know, you guys always, for example, when you put a cigar out, you're banding the cigar. You're putting a logo behind it, right? But it's these, you know, you're seeing a lot of these cigars right now that are coming out of the factories. They're unbanded. They're being put into a bundle. Something slapped on it, and they're being sent out right now. And... It's kind of it's kind of a little depressing right now, mm. you know. Especially, I just went to the J.C. Newman factory, Ooh. and I walk through that factory and I see the, the they have a they have a cigar museum there. Yeah. And you look at these brands, you look at these iconic brands, and and I think something's getting lost right now. I don't want to say the cigar industry is sick though. That is, it's, I don't want to say it's unhealthy. I don't think MTV was necessarily unhealthy, but it kind of it kind of changed the face of television a bit. And I think we're seeing this change now happen in the cigar industry. And I really would like to see us getting back to some brand development right now. Do, do You don't worry that you're sort of like um, in the sort of like get off my lawn kind of stage where you're just being a curmudgeon, though. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just the way that the modern cigar smoker wants to have it. I don't know. What do you think? Um... You know, it, that's a fair comment. Uh, certainly the, the commotion thing, actually, as I was saying. <laughs> I'm I, that way, too. <laughs> I, I sound like one, right? But, you know, I, for example, I, I've been really, like I said, when I, the, the trip to J.C. Newman was, was a very interesting one. Right. You know, that Black Diamond cigar they have, which is a fantastic cigar, they yeah. took three years to get that cigar right. I mean, right. they spent a lot of time right now. And I, I think it's, in my opinion, that cigar is paying the dividends right now that they invested in that. And I kind of miss some of those types of nice big projects coming out. And it doesn't seem like right now uh, there's been time to do that where it's been more, let's get something out in the next few right. months. No, I think there's definitely something to what you're saying because, um, you know, like think of like some of the ornate, artwork and bands and all of the like marketing that led up to like certain releases even not so long ago um i'm try trying to think of an example but but you are right now that it, it you know like i think that people nowadays it's sort of like more of a craft beer style where you're shotgunning out you know a lot of things it's short term but what makes me ask this question to you coop is maybe that's the way people buy cigars now maybe people aren't you know loyal to a certain brand for very long and they're conditioned more into you know i want the next thing i want the whatever is coming up next kind of a deal do you think that maybe the market sort of drives that or is it the brands that drive that well i think i think a lot of it is the brands like for example how the protocol guys can sell out john doe in one day 
is with the cigar unseen, which, by the way, I smoked John Doe, and it's a legitimate cigar. Um, so it's, I'm not saying these cigars are bad, but I think there's there's a brand identity, right? And there's a brand loyalty, and they and there's a track record with someone like Protocol, right? So people are going to go ahead and do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they identify with that. And so there's, if there's that trust there with the brand, it's going to work. It's going to work. Um, you know, I say, I use the MTV analogy because I loved Beavis and Butthead, right? <laughs> I, I'm not saying I love Beavis and Butthead, but I, but I miss the days of All in the Family in the 70s is kind of where I went with, with that. Right, right, right. So, yeah. so when, you, when you look at the cigar industry and you see the companies doing the various things, you mentioned protocol, um, are there companies that still maintain sort of that old school style that are able to be successful that you still think do it the way that you like to do it? Yeah, I mean, I still I still see J.C. Newman, Padron, and Fuente in that boat, mm-hmm. um, which I would say are the three that are still doing it uh, older school. I wouldn't put Altidus or General in that category. They're, they're spitting out stuff very rapidly right now, and even Davidoff is as well. Again, it, this is not an indictment of the quality of the cigars. It's just the, uh, the kind of the old way of doing it. So I was going to say, I feel like Davidoff somewhere in between those two that you just said. I, I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I put Davidoff in between. I mean, certainly they spent a lot of time on projects such as the Chef's Edition and things like that. And Davidoff Nicaragua wasn't something that was certainly right. So, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I put them in the middle. Uh, Coop, I don't. This is a bit of a change of topic, real quick. But you just mentioned Davidoff. Did you happen to see that uh, documentary that came out about uh, Davidoff on YouTube? I think it was maybe yesterday or the day before. I have not. I did hear about it, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah. So you went through the whole Davidoff tour with us. You were there during during that, and it's sort of like a low budget documentary. It doesn't, you know, but it, they do a really good job of capturing the whole process from, you know, from seed to cigar. So uh, if you're watching the show, look that up on YouTube. I think it's called From Seed to Cigar or something like that. Uh, really interesting. You get a lot of good info from Kloss and Hanky and a little bit from Eladio. But those companies what you're mentioning, you know, like Padron, Fuente, Davidoff, I've had guys come to me and argue that these guys are dinosaurs. They're in 10 years... They're gone because the way cigar smokers are in today's world just are never going to pay that much. They don't care anymore. That's over. I don't know how you feel, but you know what would you, what's your take when somebody, if somebody were to say that to you, like Davidoff is for guys that are all dying and soon they'll be dead. And when those guys die, the brand dies. When those guys, yeah, right. Well, how would you respond to that? Uh, you know, there there could be some truth to that, although I think Davidoff has made a concerted effort to try to reach out to more contemporary smokers through, you know, some of the other brands like Camacho or even through doing like a Cigar Dojo release. It kind of showed that they're willing to think out of the box a little. But you're right about some of the companies like, you know, Padron and Fuente, I think, would go into that category right now um, where, you know, certainly there is a worry, you know. It's interesting. I've seen two companies in the last year change their behavior and start to deal a lot more with online media and social media. And the two companies are Alec Bradley and J.C. Newman. Mm. There's been a fundamental change with those two companies. I think they're realizing that they they had to somehow kind of come into the 21st century here. Um, they're not abandoning their um, practices, per se, in terms of how they're creating cigars and brands. But I, I see it. I mean... 
two years ago at the trade show, there was hardly any. I mean, online media wasn't even talking about these guys. Um, now you're seeing a lot more talk with these two companies right now. Right, and Coop, not to bring David up, up again, but I know you know this as well as I do. Two years ago, they didn't advertise on online media at all. And so they've, no, they, they've made that switch, too. They've recognized to see that maybe cigar smoke are changing and getting information in a different way. And so they've done that. Have you seen, are there, are there other companies besides maybe Padron and Fuente that you notice that are lagging behind, that maybe they're still in that old world thought and it could hurt them at some point? Yeah, I mean, you you we you know we we talked a lot about Fuente. How you and I walked into that booth and were ignored right now. I'll put Ashton certainly into that category as well. Uh, you know, Ashton's a large company, and uh, they just you know I've had no communication with them. They've made no effort to even. Davidoff at least was talking to online media five or six years ago. Though I'll say that they maybe they now they started advertising there, which is a different story. But Davidoff was at least talking to us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, we talked about the feeling of going to some of these booths. Uh, you know, La Polina two years ago, a lot of people <laughs> had a bad experience in that booth. And um, they, uh, they, they made an attempt to fix it last year, though, at least. Right. Um, but um, so, yeah, I mean, cer- certainly um, there, there's this. I would probably put Fuente, Padron and Ashton into that category right now. Yeah. I, and there's a couple other ones, a couple of the new companies that I've seen starting to do things that I'm excited about and a couple of companies that I'm worried about. And we'll talk about that after the commercial break. So, Coop, be okay. ready for uh, some talk about when you're going into the show this year, Las, the Las Vegas show, IPCPR. You know, who, who do you feel excited about? Who do you feel nervous about? We'll tackle that when we get back from commercial break. Press, we're going to do, we're going to blindside Coop with 10 questions that he's completely unprepared for. Are we already at the commercial break? We're already at the. Com- I know. Like How that's the because world? Coop is a How good. Fly? Coop is a good guest. Like when you have Coop on, the show flies because he's exciting. Oh, he's interesting. Has good stuff. He has good takes. Coop always has a take. Coop takes. Coop takes. <laughs> should, that should be a segment. <laughs> Coop takes. Anyways, uh, we'll do that as soon as we get back from commercial break. So stay with us in one minute. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique, it's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here. All right, we are back. Coop, we're back. Hey, Coop, you know what happened to me today? I, I got pull, I got pulled over by the police today in my car. What did you do? I got yeah. pulled over. I have not Coop. I have not been pulled over. I don't know, thirty years or so maybe. And when they pulled me over, I was like, "What did I do?" Like, 
I, I didn't know, like, should I keep my hands here? I was like, I don't want to do the wrong thing, you know? Like, it turned out that my uh, temporary tags on my car were expired by four days. And I was like, oh, I thought you got, like, 30 days. And they're like, no, 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 that's only with regular license plates. So, like, I was, like, so like so nervous. I was, like, a little kid, like a teenager, like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> but anyways, I, uh, I did get new license plates. Well, you had to do the show. <laughs> yeah, I had to do the show, so we're here. I, I was thinking maybe I could do the show live from Jefferson County Jail. I don't know, maybe, you know, if they could they take me in. But anyways, um, so, Coop, we're, we're, we're heading into the big show in Vegas. Now it's less than a month away because they moved the show up. Um, my question to you is, heading into the show, give me a company or two that you feel really excited about, maybe a company or two that you feel a little nervous about. Yeah, so I'm really actually excited about Black Label Trading Company this year with James Brown. Mm. Um, because this year, he's going into the trade show. Um, you know, he was part of that old, what was left of the House of Emilio that became uh, Boutique Unified. Right. Well, he's going in this year, and it's going to be Oveja Negra Brands. Mm. So um, this is going to be like more his, and he's going to be showcasing several brands, and not just... Black Label Trading Company and Blackwork Studio, but um, he's, there's going to be a whole new rollout of Emilio right now, and there's going to be the relaunch of Dissident, which one of his sales reps bought the brand, and, he, and James is handling production for that right now. But there's a lot going on that, you know, apparently James is going to be revamping the core line this year, so I think that's a big step he's going to be taking right now because I think he really needed – James has made his reputation on limiteds right now. But I think his core lines have kind of lagged right now. So he's going to be giving a facelift to the core lines. I think he's going to make an attempt to do that as well. Um, he already announced uh, Emilio's bringing back the AF1 and the AF2. I also know they're bringing back the Suave and the La Musa. Um, so they're going to be bringing back more than just AF1 and AF2. And Dissident's going to be relaunching their whole thing. So – I'm I'm really curious. This is a big step for James this year right now. Uh he's no longer just the little niche boutique brand. Now he's kind of he's kind of got a whole consortium out there this year. Right. Brand. It's, it's sort so of it's like be it's sort of like when you're like a, a third string quarterback and all of a sudden you have to become the the guy. Like can you handle being the guy? Like how does that work when you all of a sudden all this attention is on you? How will Do you accidentally pull a Chad Kelly and <laughs> Go and break into somebody's house yeah. in the middle of the night. We'll right. You. you know, or, 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 you know, you're Vic Fangio and you're kind of like the assistant there for a while. Yeah. And then you get a chance to coach the Broncos. But I, so I kind of I think this is going to be a very important show for James. And James had some good ratings with Aficionado this year now. So the question is, you know, is this could this be a big turning point for James? Into be, I mean, he's a power in the boutique world. But now when he's kind of when you're kind of getting outside that boutique world what's going to happen there right now and i think that's a that's going to be answered at the show this year how do you how well how he do does. You, how do you feel he's going to do um i'm not sure mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if the uh if some of the old brick and mortars are, are ready for black work stu uh studio and black label trading company stuff so um I think he's gonna have to. I, I think he's gonna really have to work hard at this show. Not that he. Like I said I know he's got his retailers who are gonna support him. But now, when you're trying to get to that next level, I think that's that's a that's a lot harder to do. You know what's weird, Coop? Is sometimes I don't know why I feel good or bad about a company. Like I I can't I can't decide what it is about it, but something feels good or something doesn't feel good. And 
For me, uh, to answer my own question, something that feels good for me is crown heads. It sort of feels like oh. it sort of feels like crown heads turned a corner. I don't even know why. I can't describe it. Uh, but I feel like they're doing some interesting things. The uh, the collaboration with Drew State, uh, the new Los Calaveras. I mean, I don't know. I can't describe why I feel better about this year's Los Calaveras than last year's. I don't know. But it just feels to me like they're it turned in a good direction. What do you think about Crown Heads? Well, last year they were starting to turn the corner a bit. I really, And I know you were a little down on them maybe a year ago. So I thought they were turning the corner. And I agree. I think they're in a, in a trajectory right now. I think the project they're doing with Drew Estate is, is a great project to take on right now. It's another factory. They're working with Willie right now. They seem to be very smart the way they do their limited editions, too. They kind of try to address an area of their portfolio maybe that they're not hitting right now. Um, they, they've gotten a lot better at communicating with the with the media. They were atrocious before Miguel got there yeah. with it. it. We were getting and, and we were getting no communication from them. I hardly covered Crown Heads because I couldn't get any information. Miguel got in there, and I think he I think he's had a lot of experience with the companies he's worked with, and I think that's been a big difference maker as well. Yeah, I think that just the fact that they're doing something with another factory, um, other than the couple that they had done with before, is it maybe one of the things that makes me excited because for a while you just sort of felt like, okay, they're the, they're the third guy down on the totem pole uh, at my father, you know? And so like the fact that they're okay, no, we're our own brand. We'll, we'll do this with any factory that we want to do it. That sort of has me excited. It makes me feel like, you know, they're, they're really into their own brand and they're, they care about their own brand. Any other companies that you think seem like uh, you're excited about coming into the show? I'm really excited about Royal Agio cigars right now. Um, that's uh, that's who does the Balmoros, the San Pedro de Marcaris. Mm-hmm. Um, last year they did the collaboration with Ernesto Perez Cuda Jr. Apparently they have another collaboration in the works. The San Pedro cigars, I think, are some of the best value cigars out there. Um, while I wasn't a fan of the old Balmoro, I like some of the things they've added around with Balmoro. They had a great presentation at the booth. They have a really super team in place. I think they really are, are committed uh, to the, the U.S. market right now. So I'm excited about them. Uh, last year they were kind of the new kids on the block. Now it's kind of their sophomore year. Let's see what they can do. And I think, you know, what that if, what the follow-up to Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr.'s collaboration is, I think it's going to tell a lot with that, which I have no clue what, where they're going to go with that. Now, Jordan, I don't want to put you on the spot. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, uh, what about you? What, uh, I haven't even asked you this, and here we are, father-son. I haven't asked you. Uh, who are you excited about going into the show this June? Uh, I still wish you wouldn't put me on the spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't put too much thought into it at the moment. Uh, <laughs> no, off the top of my head, I don't I Okay, Coop, then let's just go straight into who who – who are you a little bit down on, a little bit worried about, maybe uh, haven't heard much from, wondering what they're going to do? I'll start. I'll, I will uh-huh. start. Normally, General Cigar is way ahead of the game. Normally, General Cigar is way ahead of the game. They have me like tuned into what's going on. I haven't heard from them. I'm not sure what is going to happen at the show. That doesn't mean they're going to have a bad show. They might be fantastic. Maybe they'll wait till the last two weeks and surprise me, but I have... I. Literally, other than maybe the uh, Connecticut Cohiba uh, 
I don't know anything about what's going on there. Well, General always holds their cards to the vest until the show. So they don't. They do a couple of maybe releases beforehand. Um, they did this year. They did Cohiba, Connecticut. They did uh, the, the Diesel Sherry Cask, which I had a chance to smoke, comes out next week, which is a really good cigar. That's the, the Sherry Cask aged cigar they did yeah, with AJ. Justin's. And they came out. Yeah, Justin. Uh, he was just on our show with that. I really enjoyed that cigar. And La Gloria came out with a really good cigar called the Spanish Press, which mm. kind of didn't get a lot of um, a lot of attention. It just seemed like they didn't market that cigar really well. Um, you know, there's been changes in the marketing department there, and I'm not seeing the same level of, of information come out as we have in the past. And I have to kind of chase it down a lot more with General, which I never had to do. Maybe they're just a little disorganized because of that. I think they are. I, I think, now, don't get me wrong. When you contact them, they're responsive, though. So I don't have a problem with that, but it, was, it used to be I, I, um, I know the information would come. And, and like the Spanish press by Gloria <laughs> Cabana kind of really flew under the radar. And I'm like, I actually spoke to the product manager on that today, and I'm like, this is a great cigar. I, 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 give me some information on this cigar. It's a terrific cigar. So I, 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 think, I think they had a down show last year. There's no question about it. Um, I think they had too many Maduros. I don't think there were a lot of it. CEO Nicaragua was a big miss. So I, I think this year is I'm expecting them to kind of maybe pick it up a little. All right, who else? I'll I'll name some companies. You tell me what you think. Um, you've got uh, the two that sort of always kind of go. Do you remember when? Hey Jordan, what were the two volcano movies that came out at the same time? Dante's Peak. Yeah, Dante's Peak. And volcano. And you had Volcano. They sort of came at this. And you had like two uh, insect movies that came out at the Bugs same time. Bugs Life. Bugs and Life. Ants. And ants. So you always compared those movies together. Here's, right. the, here's the two cigar companies that I always compare together. Foundation and Dunbarton. You got Nick and you got Steve. How do you feel about those two companies? Uh, they're, there's, they're not going to slow down this year. Okay. Uh, Steve's already announced uh, you know, he's doing the Sober Mesa Brulee, and he's actually happy about that cigar. A what? Right. That uh, can't be. So nah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually happy about this cigar. Oh. You know, he's, he's usually like, it's oh, prob- that means it probably is actually going to suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's no mistake that happened at the factory. Like, I used the wrong blend, and I got Todos Los Dias Mas Fuerte. You know, you didn't have it. So he's got, um, yeah, he's got that. He's got the uh, the new Mi Carita uh, Tricky Chacas, which is going to be the amped up Mi Caritas. So he's going to no doubt have a, uh, he'll sell a lot of cigars. There. And Nick hasn't announced what he's doing yet, um, but. He always waits, too. I, he always waits, and he was kind of hinting when we had him on the show. It's it's going to be High Clare Castle Maduro, mm. but uh, he didn't. He wouldn't confirm or deny it. He, he has was kind of hinting. Followed that trajectory of coming out with a cigar, and then the Maduro, and then the, n- the next brand and the Maduro. Right, and right. Which is good. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Nick waits right up until the eve of the show, and then he makes the announcement. Right. Uh, so I I don't see any slowdown with those companies. You know, you know, two years ago I said Wise Man Maduro was the most successful cigar in the history of End of Cigar Yo List. And then last year, ends up number three on Aficionado. People who, again, not maybe in that boutique, small batch world, now they're starting to pay attention to Nick Maloa. So I, I don't see any slowdown there at all. If those two guys were uh, sprinters in the Olympics, who do you think is, is, is slightly ahead or slightly behind? Like... Uh, I think Saka's is pretty far behind. Really? You know, is this a running? Oh, is this a running race, or are you talking? It's, you comparing it to cigar making? I'm talking about. If it's a about, running race, Saka's is far behind. No, <laughs> I'm not talking about their physical capabilities. <laughs> I'm talking about if the two companies were sprinters and the two companies are like 
flying out of the gate from Drew Estate essentially at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, which company is sort of ahead of the other one? You know, this reminds me of horse racing with Sunday Silence and Easy Goer. <laughs> uh, that's the type of rivalry. <laughs> These two are right up at the front. I'm, I'm gonna. Mm. I'm still gonna give a slight edge to soccer here oh. right now. Okay. I think soccer's. I think soccer's been connecting with some more people right now than maybe Nick is, just because he's been out on the road more. He's had more. It seems like he's had more activity. Um, but Nick's kind of had the higher accolades. In a lot of ways, you know, right. he's had right. he's had the number three rating for aficionado. He's had two half wheel consensus. He had a dojo number one. So soccer hasn't gotten that yet. Um, so you could it depends how you want to look at it, you know, one way or another. Okay. Uh, any other companies that you think are on a good trajectory for the show and for just the business in general? Um, I know we mentioned Alec Bradley. I think we're all pretty high on the changes we're seeing out of those guys right now. I mean, now. other than their California rep, I don't know what Douche. they were thinking when they <laughs> hired that guy. I, but I, I want to go to a Las Vegas party with Jack is all I want to <laughs> Oh, you will. He will. You will. You will. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling him I want to go. Yeah. Um, so these are, these, are, these are the upward trajectories we're looking at, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think it's really interesting to see what uh, Hoya de Nicaragua is going to do uh, mm. follow up last year. Right. So certainly they, they were going in. They won all the awards last year as far as companies and factories go. That's so, so tough, right, w- Coop, when you have a year like that? Because no matter, almost no matter what you do the second year, even if it's good, it's tough to follow up that year. And then people say, oh, they had a bad year. Well, not really. They just had such a good year the year before that it's tough to follow that up, right? Yeah, no, it is. It is. I don't think they'll they'll nosedive though. I don't think we'll see something like that. But it's not going to be like last year. I agree. Yeah, that'd, um, be, that'd be tough. I think Florida. Yeah, I think Florida Minicana is one to look at. Mm. Uh, they have the 25th anniversary coming up this year. You know, they've had a couple of kind of uh, I don't want to say down years, but quieter years right now. Um, but I think they have a milestone, a big milestone they're hitting right now. Uh, and they always, you know, they, they they you know they they bring good products to market. So I'm really. I think there's going to be a lot more excitement about LaFleur, particularly because it's a big anniversary here for them. What about La Aurora? Um, you know, the, the problem with La Aurora is I, I think that they're coming, I, and I'm going to put Miami Cigar in that category. Um, they do have the 115 coming out. Yeah, I, I'm excited uh, about that one. Yeah, and there's a couple of, so they have the, I think they're going to have the regular 115 release. They've done the limited so far. Um, so I, I'm excited about about what they're doing with that. What I'm seeing, though, from Miami Cigar is a little different. I'm kind of seeing this bringing back the old brands type thing, which doesn't excite me a lot. Um, although, you know, they just announced the Don Lino Africa is going to be uh, done with AJ, so that's something that's mm-hmm. intriguing, at least. Right. Uh, they brought back Nesta Miranda. But, um, you know, La Aurora is capable. They do it when they, when they have a really good cigar. They have a really good cigar, is what I'll say. Uh, they do some very, very good work there. So, but I, and I think that 115 is something that certainly could shine for them this year at the show. Okay, so Coop, if you're a, if you're a craft cigar smoker like myself, uh, what should I try that's been released this year? What's what's a really killer cigar that maybe I haven't tried yet? Well, it's been a terrible year. I'll be honest with you. Compared to previous year, it's been a weaker year. I say. Um, I'll say the best the best cigar I've had that's come out this calendar year has been the Crux Epicure Salomon. Mm. They did, and, and, you know, Crux still very much I would put into a craft category in terms of sure. what they do. That, that, that Connecticut blend they did in the Salomon was fantastic. 
Um, I think it was really, I know it's a line extension, but uh, they haven't done anything like a Salomon before. Uh, and they really kind of checked all the boxes with that particular cigar right now. Any others strike you? Yeah, you know, um, the Jerry, uh, the Jerry Aladino Connecticut was very good. Okay, um, so I, now think, I haven't, you know, yeah, I haven't had that <clears throat> yet. Tell me about that one. I'm excited about that one. Um, it's you know, it's a milder offering compared. I think it's a much milder cigar than anything that Jerry's done before. So uh, I think it's something that they needed in their portfolio. Uh, but it's still got a little bit of that Julio Aroa kick to it at mm, times. Okay. So it kind of reminds me of what uh, Espinosa did with Crema. It, mm. But think about this now with Corojo and Connecticut Tobacco with uh, with um, uh, Jerry. So I, I think I think that's a big and again uh, Hector used the word gateway cigar. I think that's going to be their gateway cigar right now. Uh, Speaking of those guys, what about the Escuro? What, is, what are your thoughts on that? The yeah, the uh, oh, Laranja Escuro. I think they knocked that one out of the park. Uh, I think it was a they needed they needed a. A follow-up to Laranja. Um, we had a Scuro at uh, La Zona Palooza. I thought it was very good. Um, and the final product that came out did not disappoint. They got a great price point. They got um, fantastic packaging on that. And I think they did the right move coming out with that cigar before IPCPR. Like, just like the press release said, build on that momentum right now. Don't wait for the show because that could get lost with all those things at the show right now right. that you're competing with. So, so I thought it was a smart move by uh, Eric and Hector and Jack and the team there. So, and yeah, because if I think of cigars, new cigars for this year, that's the only one that the first thing that comes to my mind is the Oscuro. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I, I, I haven't reviewed it yet. Probably is why I don't have it like on there. But I would absolutely put that up there with that Crux Salomon. Uh, what what was have you tried? Um, like for us, uh, I thought it was a great cigar. And then it, when I had the Corona Gorda, I loved that. That's like the perfect size for that cigar. Totally agree. Totally okay. agree. I was That's just curious one. if you felt the same way on the size wise. Yeah, you you said you went yeah, to I... you went to J C Newman pretty recently. Yeah. Did you get to try the American? What or did they not? Uh... No, okay. I didn't get a chance to try the American. Okay. Uh, they were rolling it. Uh, I was over with Jeff Borchowitz. He didn't even have any with him. Mm. But he's got a cigar there, which is called uh, the Florida Sun Grown Experimentals. Mm. And really what it is is um, they're kind of like the equivalent of the Umbagogs um, that Steve Saka did. Maybe they don't look as good. Uh, maybe, you know, they just didn't deem the wrappers as good quality. Uh, maybe that, you know. I don't want to say the seconds, but they just weren't ones that made the final cut. It's the same blend as the American, and it's a really good cigar. So uh, that, that's where they're using the Florida Sun Grown as a wrapper. Mm. So based on what I smoked with that, if the American's even better than that, people are in for a treat with that. I, I love that whole idea of oh, the yeah. American. I mean, it's such a cool idea. Everything American, the, you know, just everything about it, the boxes, everything. That's the we, we were hearing about that cigar in 2016 at the show. So, again, the Newmans took three years, and we had Jeff on, on primetime, and, and they really worked that project to make sure it was right before that cigar is coming out. So, again, I think, you know, they, they took their time with that one. All right, Coop, so how do you plan to cover this year's show? What, when uh, people want to follow along uh, and, and see what you have to, to share, what are you going to do? What's your strategy this year? Well, you know, in terms of, you know, being, we do a lot of analysis on Coop and Primetime. 
Um, so you'll see three shows in the month of June leading up to IPCPR. Um, there'll be just different topics we'll have. Uh, there'll be a four-part series covering the trade show like we do every year written. But at the trade show, our focus is product coverage. And I, uh, we're going to be – the goal is to just try to report on as many products as possible. We don't go too much into the personality coverage. We do have a couple of interviews lined up this year that will be maybe 15 to 20-minute interviews that Bear is going to do. Uh, Bear Duplissy is going to be covering the show with me for Cigar Coop this year. And last year, he kind of had his initiation. This year, what's great is we're going to be able to divide and conquer because now he's kind of ready to kind of go out there. And, you know, we, we laid out – he was just with me in Orlando. We laid out the whole strategy for the show, how we're going to hit. Because we have about 110 booze at least we got to hit mm-hmm. this year. Uh, see all the product reports. And last year, the booze reports were added in. So we're, uh, last year, we did 71 booze reports. The goal is to kind of get that – Closer to that 110 mark this year, if we could do that. So will you? Um, will so, people follow on your website or on your Facebook page or what? Yeah, yeah. Always follow on the website. Uh, everything's on cigar-coop.com. Is the best place to go. And if you click on IPCBR, we have a 2019 IPCBR hub where mm. everything's on one page, and you could just go there and keep checking the hub. We keep that updated every day. That's yeah. That's sort of how we we do it as well. Uh, so that'll be fun watching what you have to to do there. That's such a three three and a half day marathon event so we'll be following you uh i hope everybody else follows coop coop does coop if, as far as product coverage goes nobody covers the products better than cigar coop so make sure that you guys uh follow coop we we we, we focus a little bit more just on like uh, a little bit more personality driven stuff um but uh, so Coop will be following along with you as well. Did you guys get a house and this it, year? Yeah. Are you are you new? We have a, we have a, yeah. It's gonna be a new media compound this okay. year. Yeah, well, that's what um, we, we're doing so that this year as well. A house, so that'll be fun. Yeah, it's a way to it's a way to go. It really is the way to go. Um, so I mean, I uh, it worked out a lot better uh, for a lot of reasons last year. I thought too. And uh, Coop, of course, you'll be at the uh, Dojo Vegas Bash. On June 30th. So if you're a dojo member, everybody's invited. If you're a dojo member, the D uh, Hotel and Casino, which is on uh, Fremont Street, uh, there'll be a Dojo Vegas bash on that Sunday night, June 30th at 9 p.m. So Coop will be there hanging out with uh, a bunch of other cats, probably Aaron and and June and all the rest of the gang will be there. So that'll be a lot of fun. All right, Coop, it's time to get to know you a little bit better. This week we decided we we're going to blindside Coop. We're going to blindside him with 10 questions and Coop does not know what these questions are. I guarantee you. But the only rule Coop about these 10 questions is you cannot huh? say I don't know. You have <laughs> to say an answer. All right? Is that uh, can you do okay. that? That's fair. That's fair enough. All right. So I don't care Let's what do your answer is, but you have to have an answer. And okay. we'll, we'll just bang through these real quick and just give us sort of like the first thing that comes to your mind on these 10 questions. Are you ready, Cigar Coop? Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, Coop, who's the hottest Kardashian? <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> oh, God, thank God he, he did not say Bruce Jenner. Yeah, I, mean, I was worried. Was, I, just, I, I, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't saying Chris Jenner. He's hideous, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jenner. No wonder Bruce Jenner. I mean, uh, I'll leave it. <laughs> He's hideous. I never saw anything in Chris Jenner. No, it's, it's Chloe. Oh, my gosh. All right, Coop. Uh, question two. 
If you could, I'm surprised I knew that answer. I, I know. I don't even know their I names. I wouldn't know any of Kim Kardashian's yeah. the only one I even know. I, yeah, I, that's amazing. No, Chloe, Chloe, I go Chloe. I honestly go Chloe over Kim. That's yeah. why Coop is a good guest, because he's got a take on everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, number two. If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? The cell phone. <laughs> Why did I know he was going to say that? You can't hide, can't hide anymore. But my kids are on that thing all the time, even in their 20s at dinner. I mean, it's it's get rid of that thing. Let's go back to you know, you know and you know, let's go back to the old ways where we had interaction with and people. Type typewriters, you know. Come on, <laughs> typewriters, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Coop. Who? This is number three. Who is the best female rock vocalist of all time? Boy, that's a great one. The best female rock vocalist of all time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. This is a little newer, but um, I'm really impressed with Alanis Morissette. Oh, a little newer. Really, I didn't expect that. A little newer. That's yeah, like 1992. <laughs> 1990, I mean, I normally would go back 70s. I mean, I, maybe Linda Ronstadt, but she kind of got away from the rock. But I, I'm gonna say oh, Alanis Morissette has got some really good material. All right, that's yeah. good. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Chrissy Hind, Pretenders. I was gonna say, uh, who's the chick from? Uh, Cranberries. Oh, yeah, she died. She Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She passed away. Yeah, that's pretenders. Yeah, that's good Those thing. are all good ones, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, Pop Band would probably be up there, too, but I kind of I think Alanis has passed her right now. I think Alanis is a Hall of Famer for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. I mean, my Hall of Fame material, yeah. All right. Um, all right, Coop, number four. Uh, what was the first job you ever had? I was a high school math tutor. For the New York City Board of Education. Really? Yeah. Wow. In high school, they had a program where we could be uh, math tutors, and uh, you actually got the Board of Education, the, the school system there, and I actually got to work uh, a few days after school for a couple of hours um, doing math tutoring. I, that's a, yeah, I can kind of see that yeah, from yeah. Coop. I can kind of see that from Coop. Yeah. The, the first job I ever had, I sold uh, greeting cards door to door. This is a horrible job. Jeez. I, I literally sold yeah. greeting. Who wants to buy a greeting card when somebody comes to your door? I mean, that was... The I was a uh, carny. You were, yeah. Working... Uh, now, if if, Cole, if Floyd Kardashian came and sold me greeting <laughs> cards, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> All right, Coop. Uh, number five. If you were in the mob, what would your role be? Consigliere. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the guy giving the advice to the boss. I like that. You're, that's why, you know, our, you know our, we had that article about the Game of Thrones in cigars. And, Coop, you were the you were the maester. maester yeah. yeah, you were the maester. Yeah, I, I, it was a very good article, by the way, by Jack. And I busted on him about the whole Ocean's Eleven thing. But <laughs> I don't watch the show, but I thought it was a very good article he wrote. So you, you that, that is a great mob role for you. Um, Adopted yeah, yeah. boy, son. I think I, I, I would probably have to be like uh, Silvio, like the kind of like the comic relief guy. That's Silvio. That's, that's Silvio. Right. Silvio was a consigliere to Tony Soprano. All right, so. He was uh, like the guy, he, he kind of was that. Yeah. He gave the opposing point of view at times, yeah. Right, right, right. That's probably where I'd end up, too. Um, okay. Coop, do you believe that there's intelligent life outside of Earth? No. No. That, that's no. it. We're, this is I, it. I, I, that's it. 
Right. No. What makes maybe you maybe life outside, but not intelligent life? What What makes you believe that? It's a big universe. It, you know, I just think that the solar system is big, and we would have found something in the solar system already. Right. I think I agree with you I on agree. that. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Coop. Uh, what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? Porkies. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That <laughs> character meat, the stuff with meat in that movie. The guy meat, the funniest guy ever. I've, uh, ne- I've never seen this movie. Porky somehow. Um, Porky old. is a great movie. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'll put meatballs, I'll put meatballs as an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, with Bill Murray, but but Porky's is ep- I mean, it's just a it was a low budget movie. It took place in like uh-huh. 1960s Florida. You know, so it's my type of movie. And it's, there's some funny stuff in that movie. There's some one-liners that are epic in that. All right, Jordan, what about you? I think some of these older comedies, are they don't hold up for me. Like, I watch Animal House. I'm like, hmm. No. Blazing Saddles? No. Yeah, I agree with you, Jordan. Totally agree but with maybe, you. But maybe, I too. mean, not all of them. I love old, like, uh, sitcom, like Dick Van Dyke Show, and I love Lucy Honeymooners and stuff. I love that. All right, Jordan, what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? Funniest? My favorite... I don't know if it's the funniest, but I'm just I'm gonna say Groundhog Day. Mm. I always go. Great to that. movie. I think the funniest movie of all time, and it's not my favorite, because like my favorite is either Nacho Libre or Tommy Boy. Those are my two favorites. But the Tommy funny, Boy's gotta be in there. the funniest movie still to this day that makes me laugh so hard is Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it's hilarious. Like I, I, I literally that one. that one kills. To this day. There's that era, that Tommy yeah. Boy, Dumb and Dumber. Right. You had uh, Happy Gilmore, right. Billy Madison. Like that era is just that Kill, it kills oh. it. All right. Um, Jim those, Carrey. Yep. Those are all good answers. Um, all right, Coop. What fashion trend do you wish would come back? I wanted to say mini skirts, but I don't think <laughs> they ever went away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, you, you wanted to say that, but what now? Wait, what? But they never no, went away. I, I, oh. I want to say mini skirts, but the mini skirts like ever go out of fashion. Right, what? that's that's a good point. There but, was a time in the seventies they did, right? <laughs> so what you're saying is so, you want them to come back minier, minier, <laughs> micro, <laughs> mini, maybe. yeah, micro. <laughs> Uh, all right. There's only two questions. There's only two blindside questions left. <clears throat> okay. Um, how many slices of pizza are you capable of eating in one sitting? Five. <laughs> oh my god. And what style of pizza is this? <laughs> uh, a New York style. New York style. Uh, That's a big slice, slice, slice of pizza. pizza. But they're thin. Yeah. You can eat five of those. It's thin, uh, but it's thin crust. That's right. why. I, if this was like a deep dish pizza, no. But I'm saying a New York wow. flat style. Yeah, I can go five. I can go two. Sicilian, I can go three. Jeez. Sicilian's hard to go three. I that's, can tell you that. Cause I can get probably that's do a thicker it. crust you have on that. That's ridiculous. I could probably go five, New York. You could go five? I think so. I can two. If I had to. That's... What about donuts? Uh, well, like, na- like oh, flaming so, hot donuts. So, um, Nowadays, I go three. Three? Three tops. I goes. Yeah, but what, did you have the Alex? Did they bring in those Scott Alex go donuts to Alex Bradley when you guys were down there? No. Those. Mo- oh my goodness. The, yeah, Bradley and Alex brought in these like Mojo donuts. I, these were like 
these were like I never saw donuts like this before. You one would be enough of those. <laughs> All right, Coop. This is the last question, and I know you're gonna love it. <clears throat> Who was the best '60s era goaltender? Wow, in hockey. <laughs> in hockey. Wow, I'm like drawing a blank on this one because Bernie Perrant was '70s. Was Ken Dryden a '60s goaltender? I think maybe at the very end. Yeah. How about Jacques Plante? Oh come on. That's pretty oh, good. that's a you know that's a good one. Um, when, uh, when was Terry Suchuk? Oh yeah, <laughs> like '20s or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be going back uh, a little a far. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some, there, you know, there's some, there's some out there, but I'm just trying to think if they were actually. Uh, I thought, Coop, I thought you would you have know, like an instant uh, answer on this one. I'm gonna, I'll probably go Johnny Bauer. Uh, no, he wasn't. Johnny Bauer was Johnny Bauer was 60s, I think. All right. He played good. for the Blackhawks. He played for the Blackhawks. He was really good. Who's gonna win the cup this year? Is it gonna be the Bruins or the uh, Blues? You know, I, I think it's gonna be the Bruins right now. Um, I mean, they, they. In that Columbus series, there was a fundamental change that that team went under. You can just see that they they got their their main line together right now, um, and I. But I think this is going to be a. I think the Blues are going to take them seven games. Hmm. I think this is going to be a seven game series. Um, it's going to be a great. I mean, it's, it's you know I I was making the comment earlier in the playoffs how when all these favorites lost right, but we got a really good Cup final. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it really came down to a, a, a really good Cup final. So I think the Blues are, are, are legitimate, but I think the Bruins have they were the third best team in the NHL this year. They're no slouches. It's Bruins, a, they have a better uh, depth. To, their fourth line is is better than the Blues. It's a nice sort of retro feel of this uh, final. I mean, you go back, yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm excited about my team, the Flyers, next year. So I think there's a lot of hope going in. New coach, we have a young goaltender. Uh, so we have a new GM as well. So I think there's a lot of opt, and they played very well down the stretch, the Flyers. So I'm excited about next year for my team, at least. How are you feeling about your New York Giants? I I honestly think they're a train wreck. <laughs> um, the draft the, the draft was awful. I don't know what they were thinking. I I don't like. I think ownership is lost. Uh, a GM. I can understand why they hated this GM in Carolina, Dave Gettleman, because that's who was. Uh, he, he's, it's just they're, they're, they're rudderless right now. I don't think they know what they're doing. Coop. I think we're in for some very tough years right now as a Giants fan. Coop, just to, to, to kind of circle back around to hockey for just a second. If the mm-hmm. Bruins win the Cup, how annoying is Boston fan going to be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my. And, but I'm more worried if they lose the Cup because they're going to they're gonna say they were robbed. It was the referees. <laughs> I know we talked about the referees on my, but they're gonna blame everyone, but maybe their team not playing. Good, I mean, right? but they've won the they won the World Series, they won the Super Bowl, they were in the second round of the NBA playoffs, and then if they win yeah. the cup, it. I mean, Terrence Riley and John Ugh. Carney, it's gonna be it's gonna be horrific. It's the worst. It's it, you know, uh, it's it, gonna be tough. I can tell you that. Um, uh, there's a contingent of these Boston fans that are out there that just like uh, they think the whole world's against them, and I don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of people respect what that city's done with yeah. their teams over the last few years. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I was busting on Terrence because you know the St. Louis Blues have that song Gloria, right? 
but that's kind of that theme song. So I was going to I'm going to basically I was going to play it on the show last night for him, <laughs> except I was worried that uh, the the uh, mm. copyright police would go after me. So I didn't. <laughs> All right, Coop, I'm going to have you help us give away this uh, box of Florida Crocier Selection Suprema 560s. This is a 25 count box of five and a half by 52 cigars. Uh, to enter, you had to do the, the steps on YouTube. And so, Coop, I'm just going to have you pick a random number between 1 and 78. 1 and 78. You just tell me. And I've, I've pre-qualified a bunch of people, and I've randomized it. And then I would just, just go down this list that I have, and whatever that is, that's the winner. It's simple as that. Coop, you do not know this list. You've never seen this list. You don't know anybody on this list. Is that correct? Correct. All right, so throw me a number, any number between one. 1 and 78. One. Oh, my gosh. One. Didn't expect I that. Made, made it very easy. <laughs> one. No, that's why. No one expects number one. One, ladies and gentlemen, is Bob McDonald. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Bob <laughs> McDonald. Bobby Salami, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> congratulations, Bobby Salami. You are number oh. one. And so I will get you this box of cigars. I didn't expect Coop to say number one. I was ready to count. I was ready to do a, a big, <laughs> long count and make it really difficult. But uh, uh, that is not the case. So Bobby Salami is the winner. Coop, uh, tell folks how they can watch your show, how they can read your content. Where can they find you? Um, get, give us the scoop on the Coop. Yeah, uh, of course, everything's always on the website, www.cigar-coop.com. Uh, the Facebook page is very accurate. You can go to Cigar Coop or my personal one, William Cooper. Uh, all of our, uh, of course, our primetime shows are broadcast on both Cigar-Coop.com and the Facebook page. And on you, and we put the copies on YouTube and iTunes so you can get it that way. Um, and then if you want a little bit of what I'd say follow behind the scenes of what I do, uh, my Instagram page, uh, Cigar underscore Coop, uh, is a good place to Oh, you to finally go. went Instagram, huh? Ooh. I finally went Instagram. Yeah, Casey Hogan made me do it a couple years ago. <laughs> um, and, and, and it actually was a very good, uh, good advice he gave me. Well, yep. Koopa, I just want to thank you for taking the time on Friday night to hang with us on Smoke Night Live. As always, I think you're probably, uh, you, Eric Espinoza, um, Terrence Riley, those guys, Coop in there, those top three most recurring guests of all time. And you know why? The coolest guests. Because they have a take on everything. Yeah. I mean, they'll just say what they feel. So appreciate you taking the time on this Friday night, Coop. I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always fun to talk with you and interact with the Dojo audience as well. Are you going to be down at Smoking in the Carolinas with us next Friday? I, I, the plan is that, yes. So I should see you guys next week for sure. That's what I'm talking about, brother. All right, guys. Uh, Coop, don't go away. Stay Stay with me after the show ends. As always, okay. Jordan, it's Friday night. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get this party rolling. Let's see you're now playing. I want to see Barry on there. I want to see Karen and Kevin. I want to see Jeff Todd. I want to see Bob McDonald celebrating because he won this amazing box of cigars. Bob, you are a stud. Good job. Bob. By the way, Bob entered at the very last moment, so he made it in right under the gun. So congratulations to Bob. As always, guys, next week we will not have a show, but we're going to have some fun because Jordan will be here in studio, probably have some sort of contest, some sort of giveaway, but that's also going to be the day that we have the release for these cigars. So remember, when you buy them, share your uh, purchase receipt on the Dojo app, and I will give one of my 
bundles to one of you guys randomly. So when you buy your cigars, make sure, as always, we do this every time, uh, just share the fact that you bought it and your purchase. You can, if you want to blur out your information, that's fine or whatever, but share the picture that of your purchase receipt on the Dojo app, and then I'll give some lucky random winner uh, some cigars in Jordan. Maybe you'll do like a five-pack or some sort of contest while I'm in North Carolina. And we're not going to be back live until the 21st of June, which is our 200th episode. We'll have a special guest. Um, Scott's going to set up his mobile lounge. We're going to have the C- Colorado Cigar Aficionado group here in studio. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a party to celebrate our 200th episode. So until then, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. See you guys in a couple weeks. Hey, my friends, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRCigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar of the Month Club, and we'll send you five premium cigars each month, plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar, the world's largest cigar store just a click away.